the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank you, Jesus. And I just continue to be in a good mood as each day goes by. (laughs) I missed you guys last night, uh, but certainly you tuned in and listened to what many people have thought was going to be like a murmur in Miami. And oh, it was anything but it was sassy. It was spicy. Who it hit hard to some people. It was absolutely super fun to watch, by the way. It was incredibly entertaining. Uh, The interesting thing is, well, there was so much that was interesting that happened in the debate last night. We're going to give you the update of that. Um, But what I found particularly fascinating today was all the ways that the GOP establishment have been trying to spin what happened last night. Glad to have you guys here with me along for the ride. We've got two hours of great content to give to you guys. And uh, email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Don't forget our podcast. If you miss any part of tonight's show, you definitely want to catch up, see what you missed. And the man who's speaking is spicy. Thinking, speaking of saucy and a little bit sweet sometimes too, speaking of good for you and hitting in all the right spots, it is DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon, like a dungeon dragon, high heat Sesame Broccolini. <laughs> we are. I was, was going to say something. <laughs> I said to um, Sesame Broccolini before the show, I said, no guests the first hour. We're just going to have fun. It's been two days since we were on air together. And there's just so much fun that happened in the debate last night. So much fun. In fact, I was reminded, Sesame, you and I uh, sing a lot of songs together. But one thing that, that that I don't know if you know about me, I don't know if we have this type of music in mind, um, but I love musical theater and I love Broadway show tunes. And as I was watching last night's debate, I was thinking, I was reminded of a certain song that goes like this. How do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> do you get that? that That's is- from the... That's from The Sound of Music, that's right? right. And that's Stephen Sondheim. Songs. And I was thinking, yes, and I was thinking of how do you solve a problem like Vivek? And today, let me tell y'all, they were trying to problem solve in the middle of the debate last night, and it didn't go well for them. And they've been trying to spin all day long, the GOP establishment has, because they have a problem on their hands. And it's a 38-year-old upstart who, with no political experience, 
who's quite the salesman, has an ability, who has, has an ability to gather a tremendous amount of knowledge and ability to articulate it and not just in a way that, that makes sense, but also in a way that's incredibly persuasive. And he's not just persuading people about policy positions. He's actually persuading people about how wrong the GOP establishment is on pretty much every policy issue. That's kind of my summary, Sesame Broccolini, before we get into some of the highlights. Uh, and, and well, let me add on this. He was so precise. He so systematically sliced and diced with a fine scalpel that it was amazing to watch. And he sliced everybody open from the GOP establishment to the fellow candidates on the stage to the moderators. I mean, nobody was spared. I think the only person left standing was Donald J. Trump. Tell me if my overall analysis is wrong in any way. Uh, I mean, I actually think, I don't know. Everyone had kind of their own moments, if you will. Everyone's kind of trending. You're not going to tell me I'm wrong now, are you? No, I'm not telling you you're wrong. But I do think, (laughs) I'm just surprisingly... I was surprised with honestly some of Ron DeSantis's you know takes. Um, I was surprised with how strong the. Uh, I mean, the first hour was just talking about funding foreign wars, but I, I do want to. This was my big thing. I, I do want to stick on this this one point because Vivek is so interesting to me, and I'm trying to decide if it's in a good way or a bad way still because mm-hmm. it's he's only been on the scene for about five minutes, so I don't really know. I, don't, I haven't seen this guy's voting record. I don't know how he would actually govern. So right now it's all speculation. But what right. I will well, say, let me preface it. Yeah, go ahead. Excuse me. Let me preface, preface it by saying that I in no way indicated I would vote for him. What I liked about him was his ability to articulate and in a persuasive manner, everything wrong with the GOP. This is a GOP Republican primary debate, and he destroyed them all. It doesn't mean I would vote for him. Okay. In fact, well, that's why I said he w- w- the only person left standing was Donald J. Trump. Well, then two things. Two, well, I guess the first thing is, I will say this. It was hilarious to watch him talk about Ronna Romney McDaniel, who shows her true Romney colors uh, all the time, um, and, and basically call for her to resign. Because as soon as he's leaving the debate stage, he gets into a heated conversation. Well, what looked like a heated discussion with Ronna Romney McDaniel. Um, Ooh, is that? Well, you know what? Let's play the clip then. I think we have the clip of him actually opening uh the show where he just, I thought I, we have the, yeah. About about moderate, who should be moderate. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's included in that clip. Let's go ahead and play that. Okay. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my yield my time to you. Um, And that's a shortened clip because he didn't just bust her on the abysmal results. Remember in 2022 in the midterms, they completely blamed Trump. 
They blame, they have, even though he had been out of office for two years, he's so, so uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is absolutely correct in pointing her out. In fact, before the debate last night, there were calls for her to vacate the chair because her whole job is not just to fundraise, but it's to actually get the right, not just Republicans, but get the right Republican candidates across the finish line. And Vivek Ramaswamy is correct to call her out for being an abysmal failure. And he pointed out a couple of examples. He went on to say after that clip, That here right here is an example of losing the Democrat Party. He said we should have had Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan moderating this debate would have had 10 times the viewership and they would have asked questions that the Republican voters actually want to hear about. And then he said and, and then he went on to say the Democrats would have never would have never agreed to a debate with Greg Gutfeld as a moderator. And yet here we are on NBC being with, with this woman. Um, I can't remember her last name. Um, Mulker, Mulker, whatever, Welker, Welker, uh, who was, who, uh, whose network, and he called her out. He said right here on, he said, one of the problems we have is the media and right here on your network, you pushed out the Russian collusion hoax that you knew was Hillary Clinton uh, disinformation for five years on your network, didn't you? And she refused to answer. And he, and, and it's absolutely true. This is, you know, p- part of, and then of course, Ronna McDaniel came out today and said, oh, well, I'm not to blame. We just had infighting and, and bad candidates. Well, that's your job. Your job is to, man- is to manage those circumstances. Am I right, Sesame? That is your job, and your job's also high stress and high intensity. I'm just so tired of the excuses. And by the way, so are the voters. We don't have time for excuses anymore. We're looking at subpoenas coming down against Hunter and James Biden. We've got to, we've got crime, corruption, cost of living, multiple different wars going on at the same time. There's no more time for excuses. Um, and it really just is not that difficult. It's not rocket science. It really isn't. Um, and she should be able to get her head around that. And the fact that Vivek could even ruffle feathers like that. That's what, that's, what's really curious, right? Is the fact that Mm -hmm. there's obviously talking the talk and that's fine, but he got to her. He got under somebody's skin because it's true. She knows that she's not fit for the job. She knows that she's in over her head. She's no, she knows that she's over promised and under delivered and the people are tired, but she's hoping that she can get out of this scot free. There is no soft landing here. We need accountability. Right. We need accountability. And what Vivek Ramaswamy implied, and I agree with, is that it's actually not just a function of incompetence, but why would the Republican Party choose a debate on NBC? It got was the worst viewed debate in history. Why would they choose go along with that network and with somebody that was a propagandist against the Republican Party? You can't want to win. You cannot honestly, legitimately want to win. And on top of wanting to win, wanting to legitimately put forth conservative, a conservative agenda with these choices that are being made the entire that. that it, so that's why I'm grateful for him last night and glad uh, that that he was so articulate, was so not just on busting the Republican Party, but most of this debate was a push by the UNA party to push us to give more money to Ukraine, to push us into more endless wars. We'll get to that in a little bit. And what he did, what he served for me is to be the spoiler and to be the person, the young upstart who could push back and speak an outsider, proving that you don't have to be some longtime career politician in D.C. or haven't been an ambassador at the feckless United Nations 
to to have an understanding of what the problems are we face as a nation and be able to articulate some good policy alternatives that would actually work. That's what he did for me last night. I would never vote for him in a million years because I don't trust him. But what he did was he completely knocked out he sliced open that moderator and sliced open the establishment and sliced open the RNC and sliced open pretty much everybody else on the stage, except for Tim Scott and Chris Christie, who he didn't even need to bother with. So um, that that's what what was exciting to me, because sometimes I feel like Sesame Broccolini, like I'm the only one busting the GOP. I listen to so many and watch so many conservative media outlets, even on some some, you know, networks that I love where good friends of mine are at. And it's just like I'm thinking of one show in particular and any anybody with an, uh, you know, R after their name who's an office holder comes on and they never question them. They never push back. It's yes, sir. And oh, glad to have you, sir. And it's just it's killing us. Absolutely killing us. Look, we we. we yeah, you, can't, just, we, you can't play that game. Look, these politicians, they get treated like they're special. There's a positive bias, you know, like you're saying here. We want to look up to them, and we want to believe that Republicans are different because they talk different and they look different. But in, in large part, there are many Republicans who've, who are just as responsible as Democrats for the failing economy, for the border crisis, for these wars abroad. Lindsey Graham has been calling to bomb Iran for years, and he's trying to use this as a way to do it. So this, mm-hmm. this egregious attack on Israel, which we can't can't conflate those things because obviously we need to quash Hamas, but that doesn't mean we need to go start another war with Iran because it's not going to be these politicians in D.C. that are fighting on the front lines. It's our neighbors, our brothers, the next generation. Um, and mm-hmm. we're, we're tired of it because we saw this play out in Afghanistan. The Middle East is where empires go to die. It's a graveyard, unfortunately. But that's mm-hmm. historically, that that's true. So we, we need to right. be just more commonsensical about this stuff right. overall. Right. And that's the yeah, pro- problem with a lot of this is I care more about your ability to think and your and your value system and what you say and what you do than about the the partisan. Oh well, I'm an R, so I'm on your team. It's yeah. like yeah, that, that gets you in the door, but that doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to well, right vote now, for you. I mean, Vivek's a Republican. Right. That doesn't mean I'm going to vote for him. Nikki Haley's a Republican, but right. doesn't mean I'm going to vote for him. Like th- that's just that gets you in, but that doesn't mean that that's closing the deal for me. That's not the only no. thing. And they act like not only is that supposed to be closing the deal for you, but how dare you? I mean, one of the things that was so insufferable to me about about Nikki Haley last night was the arrogance. The um, it, it, the uh, she's Mitt Romney is what she is to me. Somebody <laughs> referred to her today as the, as you know that as Hillary Clinton. Uh, the Republican Hillary Clinton. No, she's uh, she's not as smart as Hillary Clinton, quite frankly. She uh, and, and she is Mitt Romney is who she is. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue to play some highlights of this because um, I have to commend uh, Ramaswamy. I wouldn't vote for him, um, but he spoke a whole lot of truth last night. And we're also going to have some laughs and share with you guys some of the response from some of the establishment, because that's pretty funny today as they're trying to spin it. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming right up. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego.
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show on this Friday Eve. Super excited as always to hang out with you guys. Please don't forget to continue to email me. I love reading y'all's emails and uh, I try to save time every show to read some out. If you don't hear me read it, it doesn't mean I didn't read it. If I don't respond, it doesn't mean that I didn't read it and love it. I get hundreds of emails every day. It's hard to keep up on all of it. Just know that I love you guys so much. I did want to say too, I know that some of y'all have, have messaged me on Facebook with Messenger. I get bombarded there. I actually almost never check it anymore. I doubt, I don't have the app on my phone. And I mean, it's nothing but weird dudes DMing me all day long. And so I, I, I can't, yeah. So email me at andreakshow.com is the best way to get a hold of me. We also have a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. All right, continuing on with my buddy, DJ Sesame Broccolini. Um, I think the most viral part of the night, in addition to the open, was this clip. And it had to do with this whole debate was supposed to be about foreign policy, but it was really about trying to continue to push uh, the American people right now. There's a big debate that's going to have to happen. We've got a continuing resolution fight coming up here. We've got the Biden administration wanting $100 billion, most of that to go to Ukraine. So this was an opportunity for the Uniparty establishment to try to manipulate the minds of Americans to want to continue to launder money for both parties through Ukraine. Vivek Ramaswamy uh, had some great points in regarding this and including uh, both parties making money off of the military industrial complex about how they're constantly taking us into wars where there is no, no interest for the United States of America. And they end up spending trillions, killing millions and making billions. And we're going to play this clip for you where he includes Nikki Haley in this. And I wish you guys could see her face here because she looks like she's realized she stepped in something really ugly and the smells about to knock her over. Sesame, play the clip. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the U.N., bankrupt or in debt is, was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first? Or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case, we've got two of them. <laughs> I thought it was great. Your thoughts, Sesame Broccolini? That was probably the highlight of the whole thing for me, honestly. Uh, <laughs> just bringing it all back to the Bush dynasty. Um, I, I love yeah. it, honestly. And it's just so... Again, I don't know if I if I trust this guy, but he said all the right things at all the right times. Um, magically, somehow, I'm, I imagine he rehearsed this a lot, but he landed oh, it. Yeah. He stuck the landing. So, um, yeah, and a lot of respect did. for saying that on live TV in front of the American public, because we need that kind of candidness in government again. Yeah. The American people deserve yeah. to know what's going on, and they deserve to know whether or not their politicians are actually representing their best interests. And no more of this slow, therapeutic Barack Obama style speak where we're all docile and quiet. No, it's time to hold feet to the fire. We need mm -hmm. answers. Yeah, and we need truth. Here's Nikki Haley up there, the face of the neocon movement, trying to shove us and keep us keep us funding endless wars around the globe. And he busted her for the fact that she's on the take, absolutely on the take, which explains why 
We've got another clip for you to hear, which explains why she said something that's absolute BS in regards to Ukraine. Sesame Broccolini, if you can play that about uh, where she talks about Putin and Xi are salivating at Vivek Ramaswamy being president. Ugh. Don't buy it. And I'd like the likes of the, the sharpest of the war hawks on Ukraine, Nikki Haley, to have some accountability and answer. Do you want to use U.S. taxpayer money to fund the banning of Christians? That is actually what's happening. They're using the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. They have banned them. The Ukrainian parliament just did this last week, supported by our dollars. And I think you owe it to the American people, Nikki, to at least this Mr. one time Ramaswamy, at least condemn, thank you. That's at least Mr. condemn Ramaswamy, their banning you. of Christians. Mr. Ramaswamy, or else thank we're talking you. Out of both Mr. Ramaswamy, thank you. We asked the questions. Ambassador Haley, what is your take on more funding for Ukraine? I am telling you, Putin and President Xi are salivating at the thought that someone like that could become president. They would love to the see The fact that. of the matter is she doesn't answer so this the is what I will tell you. We're driving Russia all, into China's hands because of you these foolish policies. You had your time to talk. The ambassador has the floor. Thank you. Please. The first thing I'll tell you is... We all remember what that thug did when he invaded Ukraine. We all know that half a million people have died because of Putin. And here is a freedom-loving, pro-American country that is fighting for its survival and its democracy. No, I don't. Freedom-loving country? Is that what she said, Sesame Broccolini? What a lying sack of crap shoved into uh, three-inch heels just absurd honestly look uh, it's the gaslighting on top of the propagandizing um all coming in together and it's just it's just how you know that it's really again rules for radicals accuse your opponents of what you yourself are doing she knows that she's a puppet for people like russia china anyone really that wants to push her in any direction at all um and how much progress did she make at the UN? How much has she really done on the world stage? And how many American lives have been lost because of policies that she's been pushing? She wants to mm-hmm. talk about, you know, Putin has taken lives. How many lives have been killed because of our misguided foreign policies, including young American men and women on the front lines? Well, well you know what? And for her to say that after she's so just ready to send, she wants to send every American kid to yeah. war to go die right. in, in what she thinks will be glorious. She sits in her armchair drinking a cocktail on the taxpayer dime. And it's just well, yeah. so absurd to me. It's criminal exactly. to me. Well, well, off the millions that she makes from this, which is one of the things that Vivek Ramaswamy pointed out, how she went from her family being bankrupt and in debt to now being a multimillionaire because of the military industrial complex. And, and then on top of it, for her to think that the I mean, and I get that there's a lot of low information voters out there that haven't been paying attention and have no idea of the money laundering scheme that's gone on through Ukraine. But but those of us that would be watching that, those of us that are paying attention know exactly what Vivek Ramaswamy was talking about, how Zelensky is far from a freedom loving uh, democracy leader, that he shut down all of the opposition parties. He is now calling for no elections to take place next year. He has completely shut down and and turned all uh, media into a 24-hour state-run enterprise over there. He shut down Christians and churches. That's what we're funding over there. On top of the fact that the people over there and the leaders have been stealing the money, buying luxury cars, mansions, and everything else. It's nothing but a money laundering scheme, just like her. And then I want to play one more clip. 
And I, like I said, I'm going to say it again. I wouldn't vote for, Rivek, for Vivek Ramaswamy, but I will tell you, I have no idea what his motivations are. But what I know for sure is that everything that he said and calling out people on that stage was absolutely accurate. And one of the things that he pointed out last night was how uh, it was how uh, the Republicans like to virtue signal over issues like TikTok and how TikTok is. We got to ban TikTok because, you know, they're Chinese Communist Party stealing our data. Oh, we got to ban TikTok. So they want to glom onto that. Meanwhile, as, as you're going to hear from Vivek Ramaswamy, the Chinese Communist Party has infiltrated our country in every app, every enterprise, every institution, on top of the fact that we've got governors like DeSantis and Nikki Haley selling our land near military installations to them. So I want to play uh, Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley talking about TikTok, please, Sesame. Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy answer. He went on to say, here's the truth. This is easy. And by the way, her daughter is 25 years old. And that was not a below the belt attack here. It was honest. It was hypocritical. And if you watch it, you can see that there was no anger on her face when he first said it. She's leaning over, listening to him. And then it's almost like she thinks, oh, yeah, I've got a, I've got an opportunity here to try to step in and be Sarah Palin, right? To be the um, hockey mom or the grizzly mom or whatever it was. And which it ended up looking like a Will Smith moment. Don't let my daughter come out of your voice or whatever it was. It was completely a hashtag fail. And the reality is, is he had every right to call her out on it because what he was calling out was the hypocrisy. He went on to explain Airbnb sells every person's data who uses that app to the Chinese Communist Party. He went on to call out them, both her and DeSantis, for selling land to the Chinese Communist Party. It was nothing but a hypocrite fest, and he did a great job of calling them out. When we come back, we're going to wrap up about the debate, and then we've got to get into some other breaking news today that involves the U.S. government tipping off media in advance of the Hamas attack. Yeah, you heard me. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We were continuing to talk about the debate, and yet there was some really, really important information that happened in the debate last night, brought to us by somebody who was completely unknown a year ago, and it was really critical. And I'm glad I watched it because there's nobody on the stage last night who's going to win the nomination. Nikki Haley, DeSantis, all the rest of them are really just hoping, actually hoping that the jackboots in the U.S. government are going to throw Trump in jail. And that's how they're going to step into it. Completely despicable. Um, Was there more that you wanted to say, Sesame Broccolini, before we move on? I I just think the funniest part of it all is obvious. In my eyes, I agree with you. I don't think any of them are going to get the nomination. And I'm not sure if they will ever be ever nominated for it. Um, I just don't know if I see it with any of them, really. But what I will say is I think Vivek won. 
Um, and of course, Politico put out a puff piece this morning about how Nikki Haley won and about how she's the GOP's best chance at uh, <laughs> winning <laughs> so in 2024. New York Post. Okay. Yeah, New York Post did the same thing. And then on top of it, so just like the Democrats, when they come out <laughs> the next day with all their coordinated talking points, that's what we're hearing uh, by even right wing outlets. New York Post came out with an article today. Um, which is just completely laughable. In the New York Post, somebody said, is this the Babylon Bee? I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> what they say? Um, you, they, they said that um, Haley shines, Vivek was stupid and self-destructs. Oh, really? You know, yeah, talk about spin. Self-destructing is after he called her Dick Cheney in Three Inch Hills, you could see the wheels turning and she comes up with some clever, <laughs> what she thinks is a clever quip later by saying, no, let's get it accurate. I'm in Five Inch Heels and they're ammunition. So then her pitiful, stupid comms team decides to tweet that out. Only then having to pull it down because the backlash, because it sounded like she was threatening Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, there was just and then so so they're all trying to act as though Nikki Haley, they're trying to gaslight us. They know what one of the things they're doing is trying to gaslight those that watched us. But they're glad that only five million people watched this thing. And what they're trying to do is convince those that didn't watch uh, the Nikki Haley one. In fact, following up were almost word for word with the Nikki Haley story was Governor Sununu from New Hampshire. I think I've pulled a clip from him, Sesame Broccolini, if you want to play what he had to say today that was no doubt written for him by Ronna McDaniel. Obviously, partial to governors really did the best, right? So you have Nikki Haley, uh, Chris Christie, DeSantis. They really, I think, stole the show last night. You had Ramaswamy, which looked a bit unhinged, unfocused. He tried to, you know, take hits at, at Nikki Haley. It came off as just unprepared and, and rude, if, if anything. <laughs> unprepared? <laughs> unhinged? Unfocused, Sesame Broccolini? He was, he was like a laser with that scalpel. Yeah, he was. That was a surgical kind of, uh, well, yeah. beat down, honestly. And this Sununu guy, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what you were watching, but I'm guessing somebody's paying him a lot of money or it's for some reason it's in his best interest to prop up Nikki Haley. But I don't know a single person that's legitimately enthusiastic about Haley or Chris Christie yeah. or these days even DeSantis. Um, not after Bootgate. So which hasn't yeah. gone away, everybody. I still remember. Oh, um, we still on this show. We remember. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, did you somebody put out a compilation of his facial expressions? (laughs) At one point, he was trying to smile and it reminded me of a toddler (laughs) doing something in his diaper. It was just. It was so painful. It was just so painful. Uh, you know, look, that the Uniparty wants Nikki Haley. They know that she can't win. They The Uniparty, you know, for, for them to continue to get their agenda across, they have to have another Democrat win in 2024. And they're setting the stage for her uh, to be a loser, right? Um, we got to move on because one of the things that Sesame Broccolini and I talked about after the uh, Hamas attack was how was it missed and was it really missed because we know and I even talked about Laura Loomer she had tweeted out and exposed in January of 2021 how Joe Biden had appointed a pro-Palestinian pro-Hamas 
person to his national security team who actually was overseeing anti-terrorism programs. And I thought, we didn't miss any intelligence. We just didn't deal with it and didn't stop it. I questioned it at the time. And now we find out today, multiple reports, that there are pictures that prove that legacy media contracted reporters from multiple outlets, CNN, Associated Press, New York Times, and others, had reporters embedded in the teams of Hamas terrorists before, obviously before, because they were there embedded during the attacks. Sesame Broccolini. They knew about these attacks. This proves they knew it, and it proves that instead of trying to stop the attacks, they just tipped off the media. How, how, I mean, how shocking and absolutely, wow, I, I have to, I feel like I have to be careful with how I describe what's going on here. Your yeah, thoughts. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, one part of me is incredibly shocked at the fact that they just do not care at all about human life. Um, at least that's what their actions indicate to me. So one part of me is just shocked and devastated in a way it's like mourning and grief and also just anger because this could have been stopped. We could have done more. We could have been proactive. And there were people who had that Intel who had the data and decided not to. Um, and at the same time, I guess I'm not surprised given this kind of current media landscape, um, because this is just another crisis for, for these, uh, giant, dying cable legacy stations that are looking to squeeze out as much money as they can before they finally go extinct. Um, I mean, the writings well, but- of the wall, CNN's not going to be around for another 20 years, 50 years, right? They know that. Um, and this is, but, but it's even worse than that, Sesame Broccoli. You're, you're right. It is worse than that. Our U.S. government participated in the slaughter of Jews. Because if they knew in advance enough to tip off Reuters, AP, yeah. CNN, and by the way, one of the CNN report, uh, reporters was seen holding a hand grenade. The, uh, this is beyond just being propagandist and covering up, right? And by the way, was there one legitimate question last night in this debate about the pro-terrorist movement going on in the United States of America and what to do about it? I don't recall one. No. And here I'm going to bust my own Salem media host, Hugh Hewitt, whose question that he went on and on and on asking was, what's your, how many, how many ships would you build? How many ships would you build? I mean, it was like, you've got to be kidding me, but let's get back to these reports. And then I saw more reports coming out today that some of these news outlets submitted photos that were actually from Hamas and not even their own photos. So our, so our legacy media outlets are pushing out terrorist photos. Our legacy media outlets are using terrorists as reporters. I can't even wrap my head around it, Sesame. Part of it is that I'm just so I'm just speechless, honestly, at this point. Yeah. And there again, it's all the people that are being silent. If you're being silent right now, you would have been silent in the lead up to to uh, the rise of Adolf Hitler, the Nazi Party, the Third Reich, and the Holocaust. There were plenty of people who knowingly went along with that. Who who were who? Look, it's just so it's it's just so disgusting to me on every single level. But on top of it, to know that. We have this giant, bloated, 
Leviathan National Security State and all these defense contractors and all these intelligence agencies and they can't even stop attacks like this. It makes me wonder, what are they doing all day long? What are they spending well, the money on? Where's the training? Where's the how, – how could they not have seen this coming? Well, I guess they did. Right? Right? Well, so they did at see least, it. At least some of them did. Um, right. And, and instead, what they're doing is there's, I think, one of the most massive manhunts in FBI history to go to track down yeah. some oh Jan Sixer. Are you kidding that me? I, I don't even think that he did anything. If he even went inside the Capitol, it was nonviolent. Oh, they think he might have had some pepper spray or something. That, I mean, literally, yeah. that's what's going on today. Helicopters over his house over something like that while actual terrorists are in this country, by the way. And Vivek, there was one moment where he said something about stopping the terrorists coming into the southern border. Oh, it was a throwaway, but I do – I was hoping somebody last night would pick up on that, and none of the moderators touched it, and none of the other candidates touched it. But no. you could see Tim Scott heard that, and he kind of goes, oh, I don't know if I want to step up. I don't know if I want to you know, um, um, stand up for what is right here. I, I don't know if I want to really get into it with Vivek, um, which is just so cynical but that's that's just i mean what does it tell you the fact that the government knew about this and didn't say anything Mm -hmm. didn't do anything what is it what does it say to you because i don't i don't know is it just a lack of respect for human life is it just recklessness is it malice is it is it just pure evil what is it it is what i've been saying for at least 15 years how the democrats have literally partnered with terrorists for power this is about the transformation of the United States of America from a constitutional republic to a centralized system of power. That's why they knew about this. They had to have known about this and tipped off reporters. This is why they're allowing terrorists to flood in through open borders. This is why they brought terrorists in during the chaotic, intentionally chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal. This is why they're allowing a terrorist and terrorist sympathizers to sit on Congress. That's what's going on, America. We're going to take a break. I want to hear from you. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Stay tuned. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, Sesame Broccolini and I were talking about how it appears that our U.S. government had intelligence and knew about the attacks in advance because how else could pretty much all of the legacy media be embedded with Hamas terrorists uh, in the middle of the attack, even using Hamas photos that were sent as though it was uh, reporters on the ground. But uh, and what was the FBI doing? Well, the FBI is out today on a manhunt to try to bring in a jam- the biggest manhunt in FBI history. And um, what the FBI has done to cover up the crimes of Hunter Biden, to to work with the Department of Justice, a weaponized government to to go after Americans as domestic terrorists while real terrorists are roaming the country is is shocking, which begs the question why 70 Republicans today, 70 Republicans voted to fund, to give $300 million to the FBI to build a new facility that will be even bigger than the Pentagon. Can you explain that to me, Sesame Broccolini? There's a lot of turncoats in the establishment Mm -hmm. GOP 
who are totally happy to let law-abiding, hardworking taxpayers who are conservatives and Christians and faithful patriots have the book thrown at them like this yep. guy right here with helicopters going yep. over his house while they do things like hamstring someone like David mm-hmm. Weiss, the U.S. attorney from Delaware, who tried to bring charges against Hunter Biden in D.C. and L.A. and was unable to do so, at least allegedly, according to his word, which is a contradiction of what Merrick Garland said when he was testifying. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole yep. lot of he said, she said going on here, but it comes down to the friends of the regime and the enemies of the regime. And when it comes to the yep. communist takeover of America, these these commie turncoats only have allies and enemies they will use you and protect you while you're useful um and they will throw you away as soon as you're no longer useful um and this whole patriot act sort of you know counter-terrorist state we created to fight islamic jihad which would actually be a noble cause i'd be i'm okay with fighting islamic jihad we're not doing that instead we're turning that anti-terror, counter-terror state inward on the American people, on true patriots who are trying to revive this country and reclaim it from this shadow government that calls itself the FBI. And of course, none of this was discussed in last night's debate um, because, again, it was all about trying to convince the American people how we need to give more money to Ukraine. In the meantime, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has uh, finally uh, decided to subpoena Hunter Biden and James Biden and other members of the family. Uh, and then today he has uh, he's released more subpoenas in which he's going to uh, bring in uh, the art gallery people. Um, the reality is, uh, OK, finally glad they're going to bring in these depositions. But the reality is, is there's there's been far enough to go straight to articles of impeachment. This is nothing but allowing the Democrats to continue to drag out and slow walk the investigations into a presidential election year. And um, so, you know, and, and they'll likely fight the subpoenas for weeks and weeks and weeks and, and months. And all this is doing is feeding the beast. The Republican Party is not uh, doing using all of the tools at their disposal when they could be using the power of the purse to fight for us to stop the weaponization of the government. No, 70 Republicans today vote to give the FBI $300 million more money to be used against us. And James Comer decides to go with subpoenas after he's already proven mounds of documents and bank records. He already has put out videos proving the money laundering uh, from the from the pay to play selling off the White House. There's nothing more to be done except do articles of impeachment try to prove to the American people well enough time before in advance of their votes in order to try to then be able to take control of the Department of Justice and bring some indictments against these crooks. I hate to I hate to be down on the Republican Party, but, you know, this is why I was glad with Vivek Ramaswamy. If we're going to fight for this country, we've got to go against everyone who is out to destroy it. And unfortunately, that involves far too many people within our own party. We're going to take a break. Hour two is coming up. Donald Trump held a rally at the same time as the debate last night, and it was interesting uh, as to what was going on there. Another interesting report came out. Uh, that has to do with Trump and why he is continuing to be the front runner and should win the primary. We're going to address that later on next hour. So don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming right up.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.